0: If you've been a listener for a long time to this show, I thank you, and I also uh, think you'll remember my Saab story that I told uh, tons of times. I mean, I loved my Saab. It was a great vehicle. It was a stick. I I just loved driving that car, and unfortunately, the Saab story ends with really a Saab story. It uh, met its unfortunate demise on the Gardner Expressway. Um, but uh, the when I was looking around for a new vehicle, I thought, okay, what do I do here? Do I try and get a hybrid? Do I try and get an EV? Where do I go from here? And really, it didn't make a lot of sense. The more I investigated getting uh, a hybrid or an EV based on cost, price, I, I could, I could buy a secondhand vehicle. This is pre pandemic a lot cheaper than I could those other vehicles. And also I was thinking, well, I got to get to the cottage and back. So it just makes more sense to stick with you know, your um, traditional gas-engined uh, vehicle. Gord, have you—Gord Rennie's our technical producer. I'm going to bring you onto the show. Have you ever entertained getting an EV?
1: Um, yes. Um, when I got my car in 08, I had at, inquired about a hybrid, and uh, they said it's not ready yet, like, infrastructure-wise, and yeah. I still don't think—it's infra- getting way better than it was then, but I don't think it's still there yet, infrastructure-wise, for charging and whatnot.
0: I like the idea of having an EV. Um, I know some people that have EVs. I kind of find they're very cool when you're inside it and it makes absolutely zero noise. Yeah. It feels all futuristic and you feel kind of good about yourself, the idea that you might be uh, saving the planet. However, even though the federal government is promising to spend close to $880 million over the next four years to build about 65,000 new charging stations for electric or fuel cell power uh, fat, uh, vehicles, Uh, Brian Kingston, our next guest, says maybe this isn't enough. He's president of the Canadian Vehicle Manufacturers Association. Brian, it's a pleasure to have you on the show. You've heard my story. You've heard Gord's story, our technical producer. How uh, does that match up to other stories that you're hearing from people that might uh, be excited about the idea of getting into an EV but are uh, trepidatious?
1: Well, thanks for having me on. And uh, you've hit the two key points that we hear consistently from consumers around that transition to electric vehicles. They're concerned about the price. The price is still higher and will be for the foreseeable future until the the battery technology advances. And secondly, consumers are concerned about charging. Where are they going to charge? Can they charge on a road trip? And these are valid concerns. And that's what's leading us to call on the federal government for a more ambitious plan when it comes to charging infrastructure. We've looked at jurisdictions around the world that are taking this really seriously and they're investing far more. They've got a comprehensive plan. They have targets and metrics to measure their progress. Instead, we've just chosen a target. We're telling Canadians 100% EVs by 2035. We've got to build those preconditions to make sure that that's successful and that Canadians can make that transition and do it confidently. So there's a lot of work to get done.
0: So we have a target. Our darts, we're not sure how we're going to aim them at that target yet. The plan isn't, isn't in place.
1: That's exactly it. We've set the target. Now we've got to do the work. You know, you'd know, you hope you do this first, but now we've got to do the work to actually lay out a plan to both increase consumer incentives across the country so that when people go to make that vehicle purchase, there's something available to help them do it and not put a significant new cost on them. So that's key. And then secondly, on the charging piece, what exactly will we need? Where will we need it? And by what timelines do we have to build it? Because a worst case scenario, and we've seen this happen in other jurisdictions, California is a good example. There's been a a shift to electric vehicles, 11% of new vehicle sales are EVs, but there are EV drivers that are actually switching back to gas powered and they're citing frustrations with charging. Mm -hmm. That's a worst case scenario. The last thing we wanna do is help convince someone this vehicle is right for you. They make that big decision. And then they have a frustrating experience and they decide never again, I want gas because I, it's more reliable. So we've got to make sure that we overbuild in the early years and avoid any of those challenges so that the, the shift happens and it's permanent.
0: I'm going to take this to a relatable place. It's a personal story, but... Um... My husband and I have a deal. We get along quite well. But the deal is he never runs out of gas with me in the car again. Uh, It happened once. And that just, uh, it was frustrating. There we were. It was a go figure in the winter. It's cold. You run out of gas. You're on the side of one of the major series highways. And you just have to call for help and wait and wait and wait while cars whiz by you. It's incredibly frustrating. And it's slightly frightening. So... I'm pretty sure we're not getting into an EV until we've got the e- infrastructure there that we're not going to run out of a charge because that's a deal we've made. Um, what is the biggest challenge when it comes to building a network uh, of charging stations across Canada? Is it uh, the lack of um, cash that the government's throwing at it? Is it topography? Is it is it more?
1: A couple of things. First of all, Canada, it's a very unique country. We've got 1.1 million kilometers of paved two lane road. So a massive road network spread over a huge distance that is largely not overly densely populated. So first of all, that challenge means, you know we have to overbuild in the early years when there isn't a significant amount of EVs on the road. And therefore these stations may not be overly profitable right now. And that's where there's a role for government to, to step in and help make those investments now and, and create the confidence. Secondly, once we've determined where the locations are required for charging to make sure that people won't run out of out of juice and be able to get uh, get a charge is we have to have the capacity at these stations for DC fast charging. That's the fast type of charging which can bring your vehicle up to a full charge within an hour, perhaps even faster as the technology develops. So we have to have enough charging ports at these stations so that I, you know, I, I do a lot of trips to Toronto. Uh, between Toronto and Ottawa. The last thing you want to do is pull off into an en route, find out there's only four chargers and there's 15 people in front of you. And next, you know, next, you know, you're, you're going to be sitting there for three, four hours. So we've got to find the right locations and make sure we put the capacity in place.
0: We're speaking with Brian Kingston, who's president of the Canadian Vehicle Manufacturers Association. You represent three of Canada's biggest automakers: Ford, GM, and the multinational Stellantis. Uh, tell us where, or is that right? Stellantis is that is that the correct pronunciation?
1: That's correct. Yeah, and that's uh, previously FCA Canada, so Chrysler.
0: Right. So it was Dodge, Jeep, Chrysler, uh, and they merged. So what are they saying about how committed they are to the transition to, to electric vehicles and the infrastructure around the country?
1: All three companies are, are extremely committed. So over the past couple of years, we've seen major investment announcements made by the companies. We're looking at about 100 billion U.S. from those three companies alone through 2025 into EV technology. So by the time we get to that 2035 target that the federal government has set for 100% new vehicle sales, you're going to see fully electrified uh, lines of of vehicles from all of those companies. And the EVs are coming fast. Next year, you're gonna have uh, a fully electrified Ford F-150. Um, that's going to be huge. That's a massively popular vehicle in North America. Um, you're, you'll see larger SUVs, which Canadians tend to, to really like to drive, coming in fully electrified models. So uh, there's a huge change underway right now in the industry. And it, it's going to mean that when you start going to the lot next year and the year after, you're going to see a, a lot of different options that will suit your needs and be fully electrified, which is a huge change. And some of that investment is actually happening right here in Canada, which is great to see. Ford has uh, announced uh, a huge investment into Oakville and, and uh, Stellantis into Windsor to build uh, an electrified platform. So it's, it's an exciting time for the industry.
0: Brian, you know, being the president of the Canadian Vehicle Manufacturers Association, you clearly have to know your stuff. You're doing your homework. Um, where your research is concerned, which country is getting the uh, transition to EVs? right when it comes to building out infrastructure
1: the best country uh right now would would probably be norway in terms of putting in place the incentives to help consumers make the shift they've got the highest proportion of uh of ev sales in the world now it's not a direct comparison for canada because norway has a population that's relatively concentrated Uh, around the capital. Um, And while you've got people out in rural areas, it's not nearly as significant as Canada's rural population, which is 20% of the overall population. So it's easier in a sense for them to build that infrastructure. I'd point to California as an example of uh, a jurisdiction that does the planning. They every year are doing in-depth analysis of what the EV fleet is going to look like what the projections look like for its growth, and therefore what they need to do in terms of building public charging infrastructure. So I think we can learn from a few different countries and jurisdictions around the world, but the key is planning. We've got a plan and we've got a forecast and start putting those investments in place now. The other piece that I didn't even get into is electricity generation and transmission. That's another key piece of this. You've got to build the chargers, but you also have to make sure you're creating the electricity to power all these vehicles. So that's another big piece of this puzzle, which we're not talking about in, in a big enough way right now.
0: Brian, I wanna thank you for uh, pointing some of the uh, things, the challenges that lie ahead of us as we get ready to make the transition to electric vehicles, cause it's coming.
1: It's coming fast. It's exciting, but there's a lot to get done.
0: Brian, I appreciate your time. You have yourself a good day.
1: Thanks, you too.
0: Brian Kingston is president of the Canadian Vehicle Manufacturers Association